Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It's our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. continues to share the amazing testimonies of people coming to Christ for the very first time through the simple ABC proclamation of the gospel. Friends, the days we are living in are tense. There are many that God wants to draw to himself before the return of Jesus. Will you be used by God to enlarge his kingdom? Well, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update. To learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor JD with today's prophecy update as shared on October 14, 2018. You remember that perfect storm? They made a movie out of it and how it hit his residence in Kitty Bunk, Bunkport. I hope I'm pronouncing and not slaughtering that name. Kitty, Kitty Bunkport, Maine. Close enough. Some of you are nodding your head like, I think that sounds good enough. So we'll just say that's the name of it. But it was in concert with, even simultaneous with what George Bush, the president, the father, did against Israel. What are you suggesting, Pastor? Well, I have to be truthful. And the truth of the matter is, it is very compelling. So was there something behind the scenes taking place here that we're not hearing about in this peace push? Again, I might be reading too much into it, but it is a little bit suspect, isn't it? That Nikki Haley would resign so abruptly, seemingly. Could there be a connection? There surely could be. Now, you see it there on the screen, and I want to talk just briefly about this. We as a church support Samaritan's Purse, not just with Operation Christmas Child, but we have for many, many years supported them financially, especially when it comes to disaster relief. They're always on the ground, at the ready, whenever, in in fact, ahead of time, when something like this happens. And on Thursday night, we uh, took a little bit of time to pray for all of those that have been impacted by this devastating storm that, again, just came out of nowhere. I mean, this, again, was something where you turned on the TV, and all of a sudden, this thing's hitting. And it might as well be a Category 5 And the devastation, when some of the pictures started coming in, the aerial photos, it's unimaginable. Nobody saw it coming. It formed so quick and it moved so quick. 
leaving this decimation in its path. I would really encourage you to go to SamaritansPurse.org. Not only pray for those impacted, but also consider helping by supporting Samaritan's Purse. Again, they have, and these, they're not just providing disaster relief. They're, they're sharing the gospel. Just like they do with Operation Christmas Child. It's not about a shoebox to some child. It's the gospel that is given at a time which, and I think you'll agree with me when I say this, when people have lost everything. And it's at times like that where they're the most open to the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, I share all of that to ask a question. When you look at everything that's happening in the world today, what do you see? Do you see it getting better? Or do you see it getting worse? The Bible says that in the last moments of human history, as we know it, the world will become increasingly worse. Evil, perilous times will come. There will be signs in the heavens and in the earth and in the sea. Things will happen environmentally. Earthquakes will increase. Disasters like this will increase. And Jesus in Matthew 24 said, these will be the beginning of birth pains. And what do we know to be true about birth pains? They come with greater intensity and greater frequency. I know I'm being the bearer of bad news, as it were, but that can be a good thing. Unless you think I'm being morbid, let me say that the bad news should really become the catalyst for the good news. And the good news is that Jesus Christ came into this world to save us and take us out of this world. That's the good news. That's the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is why we always end our weekly updates with the gospel of Jesus Christ and how to be saved. If you'll just kind of give me a couple of minutes here, I want to share something the Lord put on my heart this last week. It was a much needed reminder, as much as I don't like the title or the term, it was a much needed reminder that I'm a preacher. I'm a preacher man. (laughs) Songs have been written about the preacher man. I'm a preacher of the gospel. I needed to be reminded of that. It came by way of Three questions the Apostle Paul asks in Romans chapter 10, verse 14. He asks first, How then shall they call on Him, speaking of Jesus, in whom they have not believed? 
And secondly, how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And thirdly, how shall they hear without a preacher? First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. The Apostle Paul is writing. This is what he says. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity it is laid upon me. Yes, woe to me, a curse upon me, if I do not preach the gospel. Uh The Lord got me on this again. A little sobering. A curse is upon my life if I don't preach the gospel? Yeah. Well, I better preach the gospel then. Yeah. What is the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus Christ was crucified, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day, and he's coming back one day. That's the gospel. That's the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Again, if I could be so candid and open, I've had to have the Holy Spirit check my heart as it relates to shying away, getting away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul in Romans chapter 1 verse 16 said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I'll tell you why. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. In other words, a curse upon me if I'm ashamed to share the gospel in all of its power to save. Can I share with you a testimony from an online member who wasn't ashamed to share the gospel? Her name is Helen Wright. She says, I just have to thank you for the ABC Simple Gospel. I'm a library assistant, and a lady came in looking for books on Catholic catechism. I took her to the section and noticed the Holy Spirit's prompting and chatted with her. She said to me, I just want to become a Christian. (laughs) Do you have any books on that? And I said, yes, the Bible and went to John 3.16 to explain that God just wanted a relationship, not all these books on religion. Then I spoke to her of the need to be born again, and then I shared the ABCs of the gospel and said, we can say a prayer now. She cried as I led her in a prayer. 
And then she invited the Holy Spirit to come and live in her. Oh, praise the Lord! By the way, as of Psalm 51 on Thursday night, I'm going to start shouting. Some of you are looking at me going, what do you mean start? (laughs) You never stopped. Okay, fine. She goes on to say, she's coming back tomorrow to talk again, but I'm struggling about which church to invite her to, as our church isn't preaching the whole gospel. They are concerned with eco-church and the planet. Does that surprise you? Well, she goes on to say, thank you again, and God bless J.D. Farag, and I thank God for you, and I pray he keeps you under the shadow of his wings. Amen. Which is an interesting prayer, because that is a prayer that I specifically pray all the time. Lord, keep me under the shadow of your wings, safely in the palm of your hands. And my family, too. Anyway, it just um, really blessed me, and I hope it blesses you, too. Woe unto me. And woe unto you, too. And I don't say that to be mean or harsh or unloving. I actually say it in love, the truth in love. Woe unto any of us who are ashamed. Are you kidding me? Of the gospel of Jesus Christ with the power to save. People are getting saved. And it's so simple. And of course the enemy wants to keep us from sharing the gospel. What I love about the ABCs of salvation is that It's so easy, even an Arab can do it. (laughs) It needed to be easy for me when over 36 years ago I called upon the name of the Lord and was saved. Thank God it wasn't complicated. Thank God I didn't have to go to the library and get volumes of books to get saved. Thank God that All I had to do was acknowledge my sin, believe in my heart, and confess with my mouth, and I would be saved. And that's what I did. That's what the A is for. It's for admit you're a sinner in need of the Savior. This is what it means to repent. Listen. This is repentance in the sense that you're acknowledging your sin and your need for salvation. It's a change of mind so that God can now change your heart from the inside out. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all born under Adam as sinners, which is why we need the second and final Adam, Jesus the Christ, to pay for that sin. Romans 6.23 sort of packages the bad news first with the good news. We've all transgressed and broken God's law. 
We're all sinners and lawbreakers. And so now the penalty for that is the death penalty. Paul says, for the wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. And it takes us like a a tutor, a, a, a superintendent, an instructor in school, takes the hand of the pupil from the law that they've broken to the one who fulfilled it, the Savior, Jesus the Christ. And that's the good news. Because the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, you know it well. For by grace you are saved through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Could you imagine being in heaven and we had to do something to get there? And then once we are there, we would boast about it. Hey, what'd you do to get here? Oh, you should have seen me, man. Oh yeah, that's nothing. Listen, that's not heaven. (laughs) I think that's the other place, actually. But that's not heaven. It's a gift that we receive because of the debt that he paid. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God rose him again from the dead on the third day. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will, will be saved. And the C, lastly, very simple, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or if you prefer, confess publicly, outwardly, with your mouth. This is what Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13 This is what I did on that cold January night in 1982. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And by the way, there's no magical words that you have to pray. I know that, and there's nothing wrong with that, the repeat after me prayers. But you know, when I called upon the name of the Lord, it was, it was pretty bad. I mean, I was, I'm not proud of this. I was very high. I was very intoxicated. I was stoned out of my mind. I was just laying in bed in that condition after I had heard the gospel simply presented. And I responded, acknowledging my sin believing in my heart, and now I was going to call upon the name of the Lord. And you know what my my prayer was when I called upon the name of the Lord? It went something like this. 
And again, I'm sorry about that. I'm not proud about this, but I was so drunk, I slurred my prayer. It was like, God, I don't want to go to hell. No, that's my, that was my prayer. I don't want to go to hell. And I was really into ACDC at the time, and one of my favorite albums was the Highway to Hell album. To this day, I can recite every word in that song, so you know. And I remember praying that, saying, God, I don't want to be on the highway to hell. I want to be on the highway to heaven. And I fell asleep praying. That's how I prayed, and that's how I got saved. And I woke up the next morning, and I was a new creation in Christ, and it blew my two partying, drugging roommates away. They couldn't believe it. In fact, one of them was really watching me, and man, I just beat them over the head with the Bible, and then finally they, well, we got evicted, but I ended up living on my own, but... Um, so, but I, I, I prayed for him and it took 15 years. And finally, one day he calls me up and he says, I got saved. To which I responded, being that loving man that I am, what took you so long? Are you kidding me? 15 years? Really? I've been praying for you. This is my best friend. I said, yeah, I, I got saved. Took me a while. And I said, you know, some of us are thicker than others. Father in heaven, I thank you so much. I thank you for the patience of your people, their grace towards me. And I know sometimes I can be a little bit long-winded, but Lord, as we look around and we see what's happening in the world today, and we connect the dots with what you said would happen at the time of the end in the Bible. I mean, it's exactly like what you said it would be. Everything is happening exactly as you foretold it in Scripture. And so, Lord, the, the only conclusion, the only reasonable conclusion is that our redemption draws nigh. That you are at the door and that you will come as a thief in the night at an hour we expect not. Lord, I pray that every single one of us here in this amazing, wonderful church that I'm so privileged to pastor and all of those watching online would be found ready. And for those who are not, Lord, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation so they will be ready when you do come. And it will not be for them as a thief in the night. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.